Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where we get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have Blessing Owawa, founder of DB Pelt Designs. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, thanks for making my place look actually beautiful. Because it's always just drab, it's just one thing there. It's like, you know, let, let's just get right into the fashion. How did you even get into making all these things you do? Okay, so I've always loved fashion uh, since I was a child, uh, but my background is actually education. I yeah, I taught for like four years before I decided to pursue fashion. Right. So yeah, it took me actually moving from one state to another in my home country, Nigeria. So uh, I knew that I just need to go to fashion school to like uh, get the proper training for in, if I'm going to really like uh go be great in the fashion business so i went to a fashion school for like six months plus and then after that i went to intern in a in a fashion house for like a year after that i knew that i was ready to like go all out and open my own brand so that was when i started db pearls clothings and accessories in 2017 yeah so i did that for three years and this was in nigeria yes in nigeria so i moved there in 2020 and i needed to register the business so somebody else has something close to i think pearls clothing clothing and accessories so my that name didn't pass ah. yeah so because i re really want to continue with db pearls clothing and accessories so i needed to now change it so I came up with DB Pearls Designs and the business has been registered for uh, almost three years now. I registered it in September of uh, 2020, although I didn't uh, start fully immediately because I was pregnant with my second child then. So I needed to like win him. I gave it to him in December of that 2020. So I got introduced to the community properly in August of 2021 mm -hmm. when I did my first uh, pop-up market mm -hmm. yeah, with Tia Upshore. Yeah. So that was when I, feel, I fully started the You're business like, as... Hello world, we yeah. did it well. <laughs> Okay, okay. So that was, that's just like so, my story. So uh, let's rewind to the fashion school like what, yes. did, what did they teach you in fashion school I oh mean? a lot of things like that was where i learned how to make patterns so now i don't need to like go to the store to buy a ready-made pattern i make my pattern from the scratch so re rewind a little bit what is <laughs> a pattern like? so a pattern is okay, when you take the measurement of a person you need to first draft it out on a paper Oh. Before you now use the paper to kind of, that's just the uh, short and long of it. Before you now use, you draft the person's shape. That's just the thing. You draft it on the paper, do all the uh, oh, manipulations the you, you want to do. Cut and yeah, then you so you now use that to cut the, the fabric. So you don't mess it up pretty much. Yes. <laughs> so that's the thing. It helps you to manage the fabric and then it's 
helps you to also do all the manipulations you want to do. Like uh, some styles are so complicated that you need to like make it on the paper first before oh, transferring it to the fabric. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, what else did you learn? Okay, so after that, I learned the business aspect of fashion as well. Apart from the designing and learning how to sew, I learned the business aspect of fashion as well. So those are pretty much the things that we were taught. So you're done. Did they get you the internship? Did you have to get it yourself? No, I got it myself. So oh, wow. after I graduated uh, and I was given my certificate, I'm like, okay, I, I don't think I'm ready yet. I need mm. to like watch somebody that has been in it for long do it so mm -hmm. that i really know how to go about it because i really want to succeed in it so i waited till i'm fully ready and i know that okay i think it's time for me to pursue it now mm -hmm. before i set out to do it yeah wow planning it out is rare so yeah. i guess okay you're there for a year what was the like what was it that happened that made you realize okay now i'm ready to branch out and okay, do my own thing yeah so uh my boss then the owner of the fashion house uh he he has a lot of uh clients that uh they are from like everywhere around the world so although it's, it's not really a big fashion house like that but the guy is really good so he gets most of his clients from everywhere around the world so people come in i see the way that he communicates with his clients i saw the way he was going about his brand and i when i knew that i've learned as much as i needed to learn to be able to succeed in my own because the thing is i've learned over time that uh practical is actually different from theory Right. Yeah, so it's theory is good, but it's good to really see Do someone it. doing mm. it. That's that's the way I learn. Mm. So I tell people that most time most times I don't when I see YouTube videos and all that, I don't really <laughs> learn well like that. I like to sit down with you one on one right. to be able to like really gain that knowledge. That's the way I learn. Mm. So that was what actually informed informed my decision to go to a fashion house to see how it's being done. One-on-one mm. -on -one before I can launch my, yeah. And your internship, what were some of the things you had to do for that year that you were there? Uh, majorly, it's just to sit, to observe. Really? Yeah. So I'm not learning anything. You already learned all I need to learn right, about fashion. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's just to observe someone that was successful at it mm. and see what, okay, what made them a success at it. Mm. See the way they communicate with their clients, the way they... Uh, what because honestly so thinking about it now i'm not sure i really learned anything fashion that is new from that person but i can tell you that i learned a lot of things that has to do with relationship yeah that's my major takeaway from that my boss mm. he, the way he relates with his customer and that actually made them come, come back so it's very good with customer retention and that's, that's one thing I, I know I can't learn anywhere else that mm. I took away from him for that one year. And I, I don't regret it because it's actually helping me now too. Yeah, as I'm building my brand as well. <laughs> so you planted that seed. Now it's harvest time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you finished the year. What is the process for you to set up your thing? 
Okay, so after I completed it, I worked at home for a while before I, because I didn't have the money to like rent a shop right away. <laughs> so I was, I was getting, I was, I was home working from home. And after a while as well, I discovered that I started developing interest in accessories because what I went to learn in fashion school is just making outfits and all that. Mm. So I started developing interest in making earrings and bags and shoes and um, all that. Wait, so, shoes? Yes. Wow. So I, I, I can make shoes as well. I can make bags. I can make... Uh, so I said, when I started developing that interest, I started with watching some videos. I saw that I wasn't going to learn that that way so <laughs> and the good thing no was YouTube that, for you. yes <laughs> and the good thing was that i just thank god that i've not started i've not like rented the shop then right so i now went to yeah so i i contacted someone i met at a training yeah so i i did like a weekend training of how to make shoes and bags and ankara and accessories mm. so i thought the guy was very good so I contacted him that I would like to do like a three-month training with him. So I stopped my fashion business and I pursued that for three months. Wow. <laughs> so I went to train with the guy for three months. Mm. And then, so when I eventually rented a shop and started uh, my fashion house in Nigeria, I incorporated everything. So the accessories, the purses and the bags. So, I mean, and the making of outfits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you, you you it's almost like building lego you take the little piece and you keep that piece and they put another piece yes, and then yes. you build this yes. even lego like a house brick 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 mm -hmm. then you build this mm -hmm. big house okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a great approach when like why is that the approach you use i know it works right but how did you come about deciding to go that way okay so uh when I first went to fashion school, I didn't know that I was going to uh, develop interest in accessories. Although I know that I like being creative. I like using my hand to create things and all that. So, but I didn't know that, okay, uh, I was going to really love to make purses and bags and shoes and all that <laughs> and accessories. So until I, I was opportune to like attend the fridge weekend training on how to make Ankara shoes and accessories and bags. So I'm like, okay, I think this is still in the uh, the same industry, like it's still in the fashion industry. And I really love this. So why don't I go to learn it properly and then incorporate it into what I already have? Mm. So that was what actually, yeah, informed my decision. Okay, so I think the one that is throwing me up for a loop is the shoe thing. You want to talk me through the how you make a <laughs> shoe? Because like, what? Yeah, so, so the shoe thing, uh, so we have, um, the process is pretty easy, but... Uh, if you don't know it, you might get confused. So I'll just give you like a breakdown of it. Uh, mm -hmm. So the first thing you do is to know the style you're making. Style? Yes. So for example, I don't know if... Uh, uh, I wanted do to like show... There's a shoe here. There's we an can Ashoka move this guy. Oh, okay. there we go. Yeah. So I'll just explain the process of making right, this. Right, right. So the first thing is to like have the picture of what you, what you want to make. You draw it. Yeah, oh. you draw it or you have a picture, like... Actually, actual yeah, picture? the actual picture of it. And after that, you get your materials for it. 
So, so you like go to for the this market. One, so you for get this, the... so for this one, there's a showcase. So it's Nigerian woven fabric. Right. Yeah, that's what a showcase. And there's a leather, leather yeah. original leather. And then you have uh, what's it called? The sole, mm. the insole as well. So those are basically what make the buckle and everything. Those are basically what make this shoe up. Right. So you get the materials and then the tools you'll be using. So every shoe, before any shoe come together, you need a last, a shoe last. Mm -hmm. So it's like the representation of the foot. Oh, so that like thing a, that yes, is like a, that they wooden, put it inside it can be wooden, shoe. it can be plastic. Yeah. They put it inside shoe yes, sometimes. That's it. Yeah. So you need that. That's where you're going to build use. the shoe on top. Yeah. So you need like a masking tape, like a paper tape. You wrap it with it and then you draw the pattern on it. You cut it out. So it's pattern you, again. Yes, it's pattern. Everything is pattern. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you kind of, after using like a paper tape to wrap it, then you draw the pattern you want on it, the shape of the shoe. Mm. So you're using the size of the leg you're building for. So if it's a 38 leg, you have to use a shoe size 30, I mean a last size 38. Mm. Do you understand my point? Mm -hmm. So you, after drawing it on that, then you now remove it. That's why you need like a masking tape. You remove it from it, place it on paper, and then use that to now cut out your, if it's leather, cut out the leather part, cut out the ashoki mm. part, cut out. Then that's what you sew together. And then... You literally j j j j sew yeah, the you thing. Yeah, so there's a machine for making sh uh, shoe. So it, it's kind of stronger than the one. How long would it take to make one like a shoe like that? Like that guy? Uh, typically, it might take a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can take a whole day to build this from the scratch because the process is the pattern making. Right. After that, you have to cut it on the materials. After that, you join it together. After joining it, you now transfer it to the last again. After, so, mm -hmm. yes, to make sure that everything fits, puts the sole, and then before doing the final copulation, yeah. And then it stays there till you bring the thing out, then the shoe yes, is formed. Yes, yes, yes. I use a lot of gums. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, gum. Oh, my God. I remember, I, I, I love the smell of gum, actually. If it's I don't gum, like the smell. <laughs> I have to, like, cover my nose. <laughs> it's intoxicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. I didn't it's very know. intoxicating. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I remember growing up and there was a shoemaker next door. Yeah. And but, but yeah, he also had like a thing that is it has like three soles, but it's metal, and then you put the thing and yeah. So what was the name again? I've forgotten the name, but of course they they are so so I don't use the hammer. Yeah, yeah. I use what we call a what was the name? It's like hammer. It's hammer mallet. So that's what I use. That doesn't make as much noise mm. like the the hammer. The ones those guys use and all that. Yeah. Okay. So you know you've you've done this thing. You started your business. How yeah. was that? I guess you say you started at home. How was starting it back? Yeah. It was. Um, I don't know, but I I feel that. Um, my friends and families were my first customers. That's yeah, where you start, that's right? where, yeah. And then until I got a shop, actually, before I started getting like real, should I say real customers? <laughs> Everybody's real as long as they're paying the money. Yes. <laughs> so, but before uh, people started getting to know about me, it was until I got a shop. Mm. Because I've always, I just hope that now that I'm here, that uh, my social, I'll get more. I won't say I'm 
not serious about social media, but social media is work for me. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't really maximize social media then. So it was when I got a shop that people started getting to know me. So all the time I was at home, it was just my friends and families mm. and referrals from them. That's where I got uh, my uh, clients from. That's the way I get my clients and mm. all that. But when I now uh, was it called, moved into a shop, and that was for, for like two years. I was in the shop for like two years. I got a lot of customers. So when people drive by, when they walk by, they see what I've done and they want me to make something for them. Make me a shoe. <laughs> I think that's the one I'll be really interested in. Also, I like your jackets too, but let, let's... Yeah. So what was the, I guess, the catalyst be- behind moving to Canada? Okay. Uh, interestingly, yeah, I, I've been... Planning to move to Canada since 2014. Yeah, so uh, my 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 boyfriend as a day, who is now my husband now, he got admission to study in uh, Dalhousie to do his master's. And then I also got admission at the same time. But he was giving visa, I was not giving visa. <laughs> oh, wow. That doesn't make yeah. sense. I, I mean, you were not married then. Together. Yes, 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 yes. So I, I don't know what happened, but I guess everything worked together for good. Because if I had come then, I wouldn't have been trained. Yeah, mm. because it was when I moved to Lagos, I actually, I moved to Lagos in 20, that same 24th, no, 2015, actually. That was when I really pursued the fashion thing. Mm. Yeah, so I'm happy I didn't get in that time. Then, <laughs> so okay. it gave me the opportunity to really like get trained properly and start the business before moving here, yeah. When did you move? 2020, February. Right, so you moved and kind of started the business right away in a way? Actually, yes. Yeah. So you know it was the peak of COVID then. Mm. Yeah, so we were home. I bought my first machine here in Canada, and then I started sewing. I told people, my friends, my families here, I told them about it, and then I started making clothes for people. But just like I said, I didn't start it like uh, the big way, like getting introduced to the community until August of 2021. Mm. But I've been making, while I was home, I was making clothes for people, people I know. Right, right. So again, start with friends and family again. Yes, again. So it's like you already created the blueprint in Nigeria. You just photocopy it here. The same here, you're (laughs) right. Because actually it's just it's still the same process that right. I underwent in Nigeria because the same thing like I was working from home for a long time I just moved into my own workspace oh where's your workspace it's on Windsor Street 2632 Windsor Street right right, yeah. right. be sure to Unit check it four. out yeah two two six is two six three two Windsor Street Unit four Unit four yeah and you sew right there. Yes, I sew. That's where I work from now. Oh, I don't wow. work from home any longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, mommy, please. <laughs> yeah. You've been making all this noise and stuff. Yes. Um, so um, let's talk about that first pop-up. How did you prepare for it? What were some of the things you put in place for that pop-up? Yeah, so that first pop-up, uh, I'm glad I... Plus you had just had a baby. Yes, so my baby was six months then, six or seven months. I had him in December, so it was seven months then going onto it. So 
the lesson for me from that pop-up was that, you know, I came with this mentality that I'm going to, the same thing I was doing in Nigeria, making African, full African attire, dresses, everything all colorful and all that. So I came with that same mentality that I was going to, <laughs> I was going to make lots of colors, colorful dresses and all that. But I didn't really get the reception and that kind of made me sit back and kind of think that, okay, I think I need to like think about people that are making these things for not what I love. I love any longer. So I kind of did my market research mm. and I discovered that people love, it's not as if Canadians don't love colors, but they they don't want it to be overwhelming. So that was what better the idea of fusing boots Western and African print, which is the main goal of my business, to fuse both, should I say main goal, or that's the, I don't know the word to use now, but that's 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 the pillar that my business sits on. I don't know if that is correct, but so I, DB Bell's Designs is based, it, it's fusing, like blending both African and Western prints together. Mm. So like, 98% of my pieces are that way. I make them that I blend both African mm. and Western prints together to make most of my pieces. You know yeah. what? I've been I've been holding back now because you are talking about <laughs> merging. This yes, is yes. this is not a typical Nigerian. Yes, you so know. this is what I'm all about now. Yeah. Right. Talk me through this guy because it's, okay, it's so, perfect. Yeah, so this sweatshirt. It looks like you made it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, yeah. So, so this is, uh, like I do tell people, this is like my all-time bestseller. Yeah, so this is uh, a one-sleeved patterned sweatshirt. Mm. So when I started, when this idea came, I, I was changing the two sleeves at first. Ah. So at a point, I, I was like, okay, I think it will be it will make more sense if I just change one sleeve. And then I did that. I saw that people really love the one sleeve I did. And since then I started making it. I mean, it looks freaking freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's it, warm a, a friend, too. Yeah. Thank you. It's really warm. So the the piece I removed from one of from the sleeve, I just use it as a lining. So it's not like uh, yeah. It's not as if this one I'm is light on and this one is warm. Yeah. <laughs> So it's both of them are the same feel. Right. Yeah, you feel all, yeah you feel I feel it. Out. I feel it. Yeah. Where did the idea come from? Though I know you said like the whole fusing of the eastern ways, but like why was the sweatshirt? How did you come okay, up? Okay, so with? I, I started it in uh, November of last year. My first uh, uh, piece was I sold the the first set in uh, the Halifax at the Forum Market. Yeah, so, but before then, I made one for myself and people really loved it. So I made a lot and I saw, I saw this well. So uh, the idea is actually to kind of infuse a little bit of color into sweatshirts as well. Yeah. Mm. So, so, you know, many sweatshirts are just a plain color, either blue, black, <clears throat> white or something like that. So mm. I really want to like fuse to add a little bit of color, I don't want it to be overwhelming, but at the same time, I don't just want it to be bland. Bland, yeah. yeah so I just felt that, okay, let me just do the one sleeve thing and people really love it. So are there different patterns of it? Or yes, it... I have different patterns. I have up to like seven different patterns of it. So the, 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 the pattern people love most is actually sold out, but I, 
I recently got uh, more more mm -hmm. fabric of th that same pattern. To yeah, make. because people really love that. I mean, if it's selling out, yes, it has told you everything print, you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting on on myself <laughs> and I feel the warmth. Yes, I'm even wearing it. Yes, it's really warm. Yeah. I, I, I love it. It's I, something everyone should have for spring and fall. You don't need to wear any other thing on it. Right, right, yeah, right. Just, you know, keep just it on. It's like, you know, and it's my color even, so. <laughs> anyway, hint, hint. <laughs> so, you, you mentioned something. You were talking of this lady that put the sweater yes, on Danny. social media but earlier on you were like social media is not a strength of yours how are yes. you navigating it yes so now I, I i kind of after that that happened to me i kind of discovered the i mean the strengths of social media like social media is a thing now if you really want to i kind of find out that i found out that if you really want to like grow your business in this century in this age you really have to maximize the social media so i think i'm better at doing the social media thing now unlike when i started newly so before when i started newly sometimes i can post maybe just once in two weeks <laughs> But now I kind of set a target uh, for myself at least three times a week. Oh yeah, God, and I make sure so I post funny. on my story every day. <laughs> <laughs> and this is on your business page yes. you're talking about. Not like, you know, so I, bad. I, if, it's, if it's private, <laughs> I understand, you know. It's so terrible. But your business, you can't be like, hey, yeah. every two weeks, I'm like, oh, she has closed. She's not serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the feel I get from people. You're not a serious business yeah, owner. You're, you're posting close, just, you're yeah. close. So, now that you have this, I guess, like a process for your social mm -hmm, media, mm -hmm. how do you prepare for it, the posts, things like that? Yeah, so I I got myself a... What's that thing? Uh, sorry, the name just skipped my memory now. That thing you put your phone on. Oh, to, I don't know the name, but you know I know what, what you're talking, talking about with the yeah. ring lights Yes, thing. yes. So I got all the gadgets I need, mm. actually, so that... I don't need to have someone to video me. I can do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And just, so I get the content ready while I'm working. Sometimes when I finish somebody's uh, garment before giving it out. And sometimes I tell my clients to take good send picture and send it to me. So mm. that's basically the way I, I create mm. my content. And then I schedule the time I want to post and post it. <laughs> mm, mm. That, that yeah. is how to go about your business. Yeah. Although sometimes I still feel I'm not doing enough. But at least I'm happy that I'm like 100% better than the way I was before. <laughs> you know, I always say, actually, I didn't always say, this one I got from my mom. My mom is like, it, you you are not going to be amazing tomorrow, but yes. were you better than you were before? That is all that, like, oh, you know, yeah. before I used to walk two, now I'm mm -hmm. walking three. Mm -hmm. Three and two is different. Yes, so, yes. You know, so <laughs> that's it. Like, ah. And the difference three, yeah, three times, times a, a week, week bezels. <laughs> Sometimes it's even worse. Sometimes I don't even post it. There was a day I went a whole month without posting. Oh, they're like, yeah, no, so the business terrible. is even Instagram would be like, uh, I don't know what this person is doing. Yeah. Um, so another thing you do a lot of is like the markets. If Talk of the Halifax Forum, the yes, farmers markets. Yes. How do you prepare when it's time for the markets? Like, how do you prepare? How do you even decide which of your garments you take to the markets? Yeah. So over time, I've kind of, with market research here and there, and what my customers want the most from me, I've kind of figured out the 
kind of outfit I need to make for to sell at the market. Mm. So I don't have a challenge with that. So what I just make sure I do is that I make like multiple of those kind of garments. Like this sweater, I have a major market next week, Halifax Crafters. Yeah, so people... Come check me out at the Halifax Crafters Market. It's going to be at 1-800 Agile Street. What yeah, day Saturday is it? and Sunday, next week. This coming April... week, 22nd and 23rd. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I'll be at the market. So it's one of the biggest markets. Yeah, I was there last spring and it did. I did so well there. So I'm going to be there again this year. So it's, it's fixed for 22nd and 23rd. That's Saturday and Sunday next week. Okay. Yeah, so I'm making more sweaters and making accessories earrings making purses and things that i know that people really like mm. they they want to get from me so I, i'm that's what i'm doing right now that's how i prepare for the market so you keep saying i'm making i'm making i'm making is it all you like yes. you're the person sewing pattern all Everything the things oh yes. my god are <laughs> you now yeah, that's what i was going to ask are you going to hire someone definitely definitely yeah, when that time that. comes how are you going to decide who you you know thank you for that question so i have uh the person that trained me, the fashion school I attended, yeah, so I'm already, I finalized that talk with him because I'm really looking to getting into stores before the, in fact, before, the, the plan is to get into stores before summer of this year. Wow. Yes. So I already have that conversation with him that we already have that planned out actually. So it's going to hire, so that means that he's going to be the one to like manage everything. So mine, we just, you know, the way ready to wear works out. Mine is just to tell them the design I want, send the design to them, tell them the, the sizes I want, the number of pieces I want. They create it and send it to me. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. So I watch TV a lot, yeah. as you can tell. But um, there's a TV show that I just watch randomly and it is about fashion design. So yeah. basically every week they, they will sew stuff. Mm -hmm. But they 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 have this thing i can't remember the name but basically they kind of like design the thing mm -hmm. and then they'll they'll drop it and then yeah. somebody somewhere will the only, the only the way thing. one can scale in this kind of business right. is to to do division of labor mm. have yours as the the creative director the owner mm. as i am is just to have an idea of what you want mm. is it that you hire people you contract it out mm. and they do it for you and give it to you so everything is division of labor because i can't do everything myself for right life. you're saying <laughs> I, I will do this i'm like wait yes. you do the earring you do the shoe so for you now do the wallet, because i'm still very thing. small yeah, yeah, i can yeah. still handle it myself mm. but there will come a time which i believe Hopefully very soon mm. that I will have to contract it out to people that I know. No, it's can coming. Do. I can feel yeah. it because you do quality Amen. stuff. <laughs> One thing though, um, I, I notice this is about especially when someone is doing something they love, mm -hmm. um, it's that they struggle with pricing. Mm. <laughs> Was that something like uh how do you navigate your pricing when it comes to your outfits and your garments? I know when I came here, a lot of people were like you're making this thing with your hand. Why are you pricing yourself too low? Like people had, they, so they, many people don't even believe when I started, they didn't believe I was doing it myself because they were like, how many hours do you spend doing this? Mm. And you're charging $20 for it. Mm. Don't you rate your time? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So that actually made me to, okay, sit down and thought about it. That, okay, if I'm really going to succeed at this, although I know it's my passion, I love it. But at the same time, this is what I do full time. This is literally your job. Yes. Yeah. Now I have a shop. I have to pay for, I have to pay the rent, the overhead and everything. So mm. I'm like, okay, I need to. Yeah. So recently, I actually like kind of went over my pricing again and I adjusted it here and there. So, but I'm still very, one thing I want my brand to be known for is that people get value for their money. Yeah. So if you're spending $50 for something, you know that you're getting the value of that $50. Mm. Yeah. So. Why is that important for you? It's important for me because I don't want to be seen as someone, a, an entrepreneur that rip people off. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So, I make it for $1, I sell it for 100 Yes. Yeah. So um, at the same time, I want to make profit from what I do. So I want a situation whereby people, if you're getting a $500 coat, you know that, yes, this coat is really worth it. Mm. I'll use the quali a very good quality material for you and mm. I make sure that you know that, okay, this 500 I didn't waste it. Mm. I got the value for that 500 Yeah, so that's it for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, we've sort of touched it in a way, talking about, you know, sending the people that you the person you worked with mm -hmm, to kind mm -hmm. of what are some other things that you have in the pipeline coming yeah so i have uh um my summer collection um like i said earlier when we were talking so i'm planning to do to release it uh before summer or first week of june actually that's as that's even late i'm thinking i should i'm going to release it before the end of may oh wow yeah so <clears throat> that's that that's the thing for me and secondly i'm looking to like get into stores i'm in talks with a lot of stores yeah so that i can get the word out there many other people to see my product you mm. know as as a soap proprietor i don't have uh, yeah, many people still don't know me, although I feel that people, a lot of people know me now, but a lot of people still don't know me. So, and I feel the place to kind of spread my wings out there is to like get into stores that people know and they go there to shop. So people mm. will see my pieces there as well. And that's where they get to know who DB Pell's design is. Yeah. I mean, you, you pretty much have mastered this and turned it into a science. It's almost like, you know the pattern you are going to cut. Yeah, you know so, the people you are going to talk to, and you know the next steps and the next I steps know. and the next I'm steps. Just hopefully everything works together the way I planned it. Yeah. I mean, you put in the work. One thing I've noticed is that, as in, the amount of work might seem onerous, it might seem difficult, but yeah. it pays off, right? At the end, it of pays the day. off. Yeah, like, uh, like for instance, the sweater. I don't know how long goes into making it, but mm -hmm. it looks like it's really like. Is detailed, yeah, and you can see in the amount of work that is put in that is looking this good. So it's mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. It's gonna pay out. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let you go because you've had a very long day. But before <laughs> I let you, you go, though, I wanna ask this question. Um, you know, there's a kid out there watching. It's like, oh man, blessing is doing these things, and like one day I wanna be like, you know, a designer like her or mm. whatever they wanna be. What would you tell that kid? Yeah, I would just tell the kid to keep the dream alive. Yeah. Every dream is valid and at the end of the day, it will pay off. Although it may not look like it's from the beginning, but eventually it will pay off. Like one of my favorite quotes, like I always tell people, is by Bo Bonnet. And he says that success is not what you have. It's actually who you are. 
So if you feel, if you know, that because it's, another, it's one thing to feel and it's another thing to know. If you know that you're going to be successful, then you will be successful. Mm. Yeah, it's just to have a plan. Uh, always look at the... I don't know if I... Uh, one other thing I believe is in the holy book. And it says... Uh, I will paraphrase it now. Like, write the plan. Write your plan down and run with it. Yeah, I really believe that saying a lot. Yeah, and it's been helping me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anything is possible. Just believe and don't just believe alone. Plan it out and run with that plan. Mm. Yeah, run with it. Yeah. Well, obviously, you've been running with your plan <laughs> for years now and it's paying off. Thank you. Blessing, thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. <laughs>